On this episode of Resi Week, MI Builders adds clear controls into 3,000 homes and is plumbing the next big thing for HTPs. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week episode 197, Luxury Has That. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Daylight, the leading producer of high-quality projection screens worldwide, and by Crestron. Welcome to Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and information for the residential AV industry. This week, I'm Pleased to be joined by three of my good friends. First up, we have Richard Fergosa. He is the principal of Fergosa Design. How are you, sir? Mellow West Coast greetings, man. Good to see you. Good to, good to be back in the guest chair. You know, the so guest like chair, yeah. Not the host chair, the guest chair. <laughs> Thanks again. I've been relegated back to guest. You have been, yeah. You, you did one show. It outperformed me. So I said, no, you're amazed I'm letting you back. <laughs> then we have uh, my good friend, Seth Johnson. He is the software development manager for Blackwire Designs. How are you, sir? Doing well. How's it going, guys? And last but not least, we have Josh Christian. He is the Director of Certification for the Home Technology Association. How are you, sir? Doing excellent. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, this week, we are going to kick right off with an entertaining story that comes to us from Residential Tech Today. Builder M slash I Homes is putting clear control technologies in over 3,000 homes in the U.S., this is not an overly new story as far as uh, home builders putting technology into their homes. What is a little interesting is that uh, as uh, a lot of large you know, uh, home builders have gone the route of Lennar where they're putting in some very you know, DIY-centric, very simplified systems, uh, MI has done something a little bit different and is going with Claire. Uh, throughout all of their, their, well, not all of their homes, but a, a bunch of their homes. What is uh, interesting with this is Claire has gone through some changes. We've we've had some friends there over the years. We know them fairly well, but they've gone through some changes where they now have added uh, a little bit of smart uh, technology as well as security and, and kind of made this all-in-one bundle that seems to be working pretty well. Rich, I want to start with you on this one. Does the simplicity of this all-in-one home automation platform coupled with security opposed to the route that most uh, home builders do, which is like a, a, a an alarm platform that has some smart home technology piled on top. Does the simplicity, the app-based design, does, does all of that, is that what's driving them to jump on board, not only with Claire, but with this concept of actually leading with the, the smart home stuff instead of leading with the security aspect? I, I think it's becoming more prevalent. I, um, you know, one of the items that we're seeing, obviously, is and, it, and it's a regional thing that you're going to run into, is that, you know, along the coast, maybe, or maybe the metropolitan areas, you're going to have a much bigger push by the leading manufacturers to get into those areas. I mean, they've got showrooms, they've got, um, you know, featured dealers, you know, there's just a different approach there's still a whole lot of country left in between those major metropolitan areas. And what this allows for is an opportunity, I think some inroads for some of the companies that haven't been around um, to look at how to deal with planned communities. And I think it's a great way from a marketing approach um, 
to kind of see where where they can fit in the market. You know, I mean, Claire um, does a great job, but they are not necessarily used in the same sentence as some of the other majors. Uh, and so they have to find ways to differentiate themselves in the market. So maybe rather than going toe to toe in some of the bigger markets, they find, you know, again, it's like anything else, but brother's got to eat. You know, if you can find, you know, a, a planned community that you can work with, you can work with a builder and, and 3,000 connected homes, basically, you know, within a system or an infrastructure that allows you to create a roadmap and a rollout that um, could be a little bit more nimble than some of the other approaches. So I, I think what it does is it, it opens, the opportunity to reach home buyers, which again, we're seeing all of the stats, you know, home buying for millennials is not necessarily the same end game that we've seen in prior generations. You don't see it in boomers. You don't see it in Gen X. Uh, you, you know, they, we're, we were still following those paths, but if you look at all of the, the stats for these upcoming generations, you know, it becomes a reason for how do you get somebody to buy a home? You know, how do you get somebody who isn't necessarily worried about it? Or, you know, looking at, you know, we've got more people working in a gig economy. So, you know, yeah. the whole concept of permanence and, and being there, I think adding the tech component, adding the app-based component um, helps ease that process in with the aspects of home ownership. You know, I, I'm gonna be curious to see, uh, but I think that at this point, um, you know, it's one of those ones where it's expected. Um, the costs have to stay um, relative to expectations of it just being an, an included item instead of an add-on item. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where, uh, you know, hopefully the, this, you know, they'll get some good data out of it. Very good. Seth, one of the takeaways that, that I, I pulled out of this article that I found really surprising was when, when M and I came in to test this, they tested for about a year with a bunch of their model homes as well as a bunch of their key employees. And it, it seemed that one of their employees or a couple of their employees uh, essentially attempted to break the systems. They did everything they could to, you know, make the system fall offline, disconnect it from power, do all kinds of things to kind of vet the customer service that uh, IES, the electrical uh, company that was managing the installations, as well as Claire was going to do as far as handling service. One of the big takeaways that they got out of this was that for the most part, they don't need a uh, someone from, from the contractor or the, the building company, somebody from the electrical house. They can have Claire and their support team fix 90% of their calls from their remote office. That's somewhat uncommon with control systems. Being able to have the manufacturer actually provide any sort of support to an end user. Why is it, what, what, what makes Claire so different in that, that sense? And why do so few manufacturers offer, especially in, in home automation, offer that uh, type of end user support? I think with Claire, it's, it's uh, an advantage of um, having a product that, that you can actually get online remotely with and work I, I, a little bit, about my background, I actually worked at Claire for a little bit, um, way back, like not even the same product that they're having here at Claire. Like this was, we didn't even have product when I worked there. <laughs> it was so long <laughs> ago. So, um, but I, I do know from day one, they knew that they could pull off uh, service and support uh, remotely. And that, that was built into the foundation of the product to be able to, to go in there and look and see what their problem is and, and diagnose it remotely. Um, so I, I think that, is probably the biggest barrier uh, for 
I, I know, of course, there's a staffing issue, but I, I don't really think that's that's too big of an issue um, for support. Uh, but like any other re remote or, or home automation platform that wanted to do this could, but they'd have to um, have a product that existed that the manufacturers themselves could get online with in the first place. And that's that's not done. I mean, Control 4 maybe, um, but I, I don't think that any other platform out there has the ability to for a manufacturer to dial into a, a system, make a few tweaks, and get the, the, the end user back up and going, other than Claire right now. Um, it's a technology thing and it's a huge hurdle. I mean, that is a, it's very expensive to do and that's why you don't see um, legacy platforms that have, that have existed for decades uh, have that technology built in from, from day one. It, it just simply wasn't a feature that, that, that was a bullet point at the time. Now it's kind of expected, right? Like we all expect everything to be online. Yeah, very good. Josh, one of the, the other interesting things I found with this was you know, Claire's kind of the hybrid right now in, in the market as far as automation platforms. And in the article, they allude to how uh, M&I and, and a lot of other builders have gone the route of, you know, putting Nest thermostats in or ring doorbells and, you know, kind of a litany of DIY products to somewhat success. I, I, don't, I, I don't think we can call it true success. I don't think we can call it a failure, but it's been kind of a, a, a work in progress. M and I decided to go down the Claire route, which, you know, again, is kind of middle of the road versus some of the more established automation platforms. What has made this kind of in the middle, this sweet spot, uh, hopefully so effective for M and I versus going DIY? I think from my take on that is you, you have, customers that understand some of the DIY product and are playing with it. Obviously, ring doorbells and such are very, very popular. Um, it, depending on what DIY product it is, there, there seems to also be a somewhat dissatisfaction level overall on some DIY. I'm, I'm kind of opening this up to the whole thing and getting into the, yeah. the hubs and the smart home where it, it's great in one sense that people know what the term smart home is now and they could understand basics of of what that is thanks to products like ring doorbells and and nest thermostats and such though the delivering on that promise of all these interconnected products that just work well work seamlessly well together there's a lot of frustration level on that too so you see people play with it then might give up and say okay i'm going to have a professionally installed solution because you know, these are professionals that know how to do it and the product quality level goes up and the, and the features and benefits go up. So I'm not very familiar with the Claire Controls product myself, but in, in reading the article and, and poking around on their site and looking what they're doing, that sounds pretty interesting what they're doing because they're making, their aim is to make a, a step up in, in quality from what I gather than a lot of these simple straight DIY products yet have some of that promise of, you know, having a professional installer and having the knowledge of of the professional installer to come in and make all this technology work at the outset. So yeah, it's a hybrid. It's interesting. We'll see how this works. But if I understand their their goal right, it'll it's an interesting play. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, let's move on to our next story of the day. And we save the really fun one for, for a second. Uh plumbing. Yes, you heard me. I said plumbing. 
will be the next big thing for smart home pros. Uh, yeah, I might have said that with a little bit of tongue in cheek. Sorry to Julie Jacobson for that. Um, but Julie writes a really interesting piece here on how over the last decade or so, we've seen HTPs, uh, home technology integrators, get into a bunch of different peripheral uh, markets. We've seen you know people getting into security, motorized shades, electrical contracting, IT, light commercial, independent living, and recently light fixtures as she names a few. What she thinks is going to be the next big thing is plumbing. Uh, she walked the floor of CD Expo and saw Kohler as well as a fancy bidet from Braunel. Um, she spent some time with Delos, who is more uh, around the safe drinking water side of things, the, the quality of water, et cetera. Seth, I'm going to start with you on this one. Um, you've had a, a bit of a varied career in this channel is plumbing the next thing on your future cast where you said, you know what, we're going to send our, our clients boxes of stuff. We're going to put in some candy and some copper fittings because they <laughs> cannot wait to jump on plumbing. Is, is that, is that where your head's at realizing that again, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat making light of this. Uh, but you know, Julie's alluding to the, uh, essentially the, the, the water safe aspect of this, stopping leaks, stopping floods, et cetera. Is that really a market for us or is it just an, an accessory? Oh, I, well, I mean, if you phrase it that way, I think it's the, my answer, my gut answer is that's, that's really an accessory. Um, the market is there. I mean, having, uh, having the ability to, to stop a leak uh, from damaging you know, we, we have these condo buildings here uh, out in the water and I, I can't tell many, how many times per year that would have a call that come out that somebody wanted to replace their entire AV system because their apartment was flooded. It wasn't flooded by anything in their apartment. It was three condo levels up that a leak started and it ruined everything all the way down. Um, so I, I think the market is definitely, and when, when I told them about stuff like this, uh, the, like, the little shutoff valves and everything, they couldn't believe they had never heard of it and, and wanted them to be put in. Um, I, I don't know that builders are actually pushing this stuff right now. Uh, maybe they are, maybe they're not. We're not seeing, like we sell a version of this uh, on, our, on our website and we, we send candy along with it. Um, but we're not seeing like a huge amount of uptake on it. I think it's just something that um, is there and it's available to integrate with if you need it, uh, if you can get that little extra upsell on it. Um, and other than that, I'm not sure that there's, there's much value that gets added into our industry from this. Um, other than just one more data point for the home automation system. Yeah. Josh, when you, when you hear Seth say that, that, you know, they offer it, they're not seeing a huge uptake in it. Uh, I can personally say that my company, we, we sell a couple of them and it's, it's always, it's not an afterthought. It is honestly a fairly easy sale to say, Hey, for a couple hundred bucks, we can give you an automated platform that will shut down water. If you have a leak, um, but it's not top of mind anytime we go in to pitch a client on any piece of technology. What has to happen for the the plumbing side of things to become, you know, maybe not something you lead with, but something that our channel, that our industry can really, you know, latch on to? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, our industry kind of goes back to, you mentioned at the outset here, the expansion 
of what the you know how this this industry started off being so AV centric, and then it got in controls and lighting and shades and uh, lighting fixtures is a is another one that some of the integrators are tipping their you know, putting their toes in the water, and then topics like wellness. So some of these integrators now are the really proactive ones are rethinking of their place in the home. You know, that they're the ones that are making the home more safe and secure and fun to live in and, and getting outside just the avian controls discussion. So I think it's what you're, what we're talking about here is a great discussion because it's a simple sale. Like you said, it's not that expensive and who would not want to protect their home from, you know, having a, an inexpensive device to, to save a lot of frustration of when you have a flood in your house and all the you know the, the cost and the inconvenience when your house is getting fixed on something that could have been replaced so are, are stopped so easily so it's something to it's easier to bring in it's not a sexy thing to talk about but i believe it's something that they should mention on their marketing materials and discuss it when they're talking with architects designers and builders as well to become more valuable person on the team to if they could get in any discussion that they any service or product that they offer that allows them to be part of that conversation earlier in the process in, in a home is a good one and i agree with seth this this is i would not say integrators are going to get into become plumbers but these accessories like this it, it's just like anything else like a pool spa controller right it's mm -hmm. we're not going to become pool and spa contractors but the control that controls the pool and spa, yeah, you're going to talk with that pool and spa contractor to say, this device makes my stuff talk to your stuff. And if the plumber, we could do that with the plumbing industry, great. It's a it's great conversation. It's going to help make the, the home technology professional a more valuable team member. One, hopefully, that is brought into the whole design process much earlier. Very good. Uncle Richie, I've, I've kind of got a two-phase question for you. Josh alluded that this is a, you know, it is an easy sale. It's an easy add-on sale. It, it's not that hard to go in and say, oh, by the way, you should also do this. It'll, you know, sell, save itself in just your insurance deductible on the off chance you have a burst pipe, which you may not have to worry about as much from cold, but maybe earthquakes. Um, up here, it's, it's a cold issue. <laughs> but it also makes me think of when we used to, or, or, or when we do sell in-wall surge protection for TVs, it's a pretty easy sale. It's a pretty easy add-on. We get a lot of pushback from electricians on, yeah, you don't need that. No, 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 no. Does this hit that same potential? <sighs> well, uh, as somebody who in his career has automated toilets and had to one off a tub filling system because my client felt that the tub wasn't filling fast enough. So we had to fabricate a dual tub autofill system and create a one off, you know, 14 years ago. Um, you know, it, it, it kind of reminds me of the, I guess it was a commercial a couple of years ago, like the guy with the miniature giraffe, he's like, you know, uh, luxury, I has it, you know, it, it used to be, you know, um, it, 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 you know, always with automation in the beginning and, and with the, the original 1% cachet of it would be, you know, it's not even, you know, should you do it? It was a lot of could you do it um, requests that were out there. And, and that would get people downstream 
thinking of, oh, it's way too expensive. Oh, it's way too extravagant. Oh, I don't need it. That, you know, that pushback that comes from it, because again, a lot of them were custom situations. Now we are seeing items that are absolutely, the R&D has been done. The, the, the outlay, the labor outlay, you know, all of the R&D, all of the troubleshooting, you know, you're, you're not one of 40 <laughs> anymore uh, when these are being pushed out. So absolutely, it's something that, um, as and and of course as this is something that you should think about because again you know one of our one of our, our keys has always been you know the purpose of any automation system is is what we call predictive service right anticipatory service to spot to isolate to diagnose and to record issues that may be going on or patterns that are going on and dealing with them before they become a problem instead of after the problem um you know, and that falls down the line. And again, microprocessors are cheap. Everything has a microprocessor now. Everything's connected now. We're not dealing with, um, you know, the challenges that we had 15 years ago. You know, people were, you know, again, you were, you were writing your own hard code. You were writing your own base level code to make some of this stuff work. You were working with manufacturers saying, okay, here's a circuit board. I got my circuit board that I just built. Let's go ahead and get the voltages to match and go. I mean, we, we've left that now. So, you know, is it a much easier entry? Yes. However, even for a lot of integrators, their fear is it's too complicated. I don't know how to service it. You know, what, they don't necessarily know the purpose behind it. So it's sometimes the training in the industry to be able to say, these are the tools that you can provide as a service to your client, as their technology advisor, to make them aware of the items that are available, the budget requirements, and like you were saying, you know, these are items that, hey, we can roll this in and take a look. And if you send the certificate off to your insurance, company, you know, you may get your deductible, um, you know, reduced, or you may get, you know, these items that your insurance and your coverage and everything all comes up. Those are real world things. And so that comes back to like everything else, the sales process, you know, getting away from um, the, the luxury concept and more into the practical concept. And, you know, again, my concern at times too, is it almost feels this one, the way that Julie wrote it, I get her point. Um, in that they're seeing ad revenue up. They're seeing these other industries are seeing the home automation market as a viable market to partner with. That's what I took away from it, is that they are seeing, we are seeing increased exposure of our industry in other industries. And how do we capitalize on that? And if you're not looking at it, you probably should because they're looking at us. So yeah. like anything else, if they're looking at your industry and as a way for them to absorb you know, what could be your sale in their sale, then either find a way to partner up, either find a way to expand your resources, expand your sale, expand how you provide, um, you know, a holistic, you know, here we go, West Coast Five again, um, you know, the, 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 the holistic version of, of an automation system, you know, you know, house heal thyself. You know, and that's really what this was talking about, which was, you know, water is damaging, water and electronics, not a good mix, they don't right? Mix, no. So that really should be the leading conversation. Hey, this is simple. Um, it is cost effective. It's something that you don't even think about. I mean, again, it's like car insurance. You know, you don't think about it until you need it. And that's, you know, kind of the approach that, that was with this. And again, I, I took it as partnering. You know, does it tie into health and wellness? Does it tie into, you know, the ecosystem of all of these things? Yeah, but the concern right now is, you know, where is it coming from? Where is our hard data with it? You know, are we selling, you know, again, like we were doing 15 years ago, are we selling a concept of, hey, this would be really cool and this is what it could do, but we don't necessarily have anything to back it up yet. Um, 
And at least now with some of these water features, it's like, yeah, we, we do have this. This is something that is going to happen, you know, and if you are in the Midwest, if you are in uh, the Northeast, uh, you know, if you are in areas that have inclement weather, um, you know, these are critical. You know, this is this is absolutely going to keep you going and, and make sure that, you know, not only at that moment, but you're not, you know, really SOL for the next month while you're trying to figure out which one of the pipes burst. Yeah. Josh, one of the things that Richie alluded to a little bit was the wellness side of this conversation. And while I'm not thinking that a, a, a water shutoff valve has anything to do with wellness, some of the other things kind of do fit in there. We're seeing living walls being put in more so in commercial than residential, but it, they're still showing up. We're seeing a lot of uh, water health, which is becoming a bigger and bigger and bigger story. At what point does this channel kind of overexert itself if you start going down that route of water for water purification, for example, in the wellness conversation? Is that, is that a bridge too far? I don't think so. I, I think uh, I'm starting to speak to a lot of integrators because I talk to many a day and, and get a feel for where they fit in this whole wellness topic because our industry is talking about it as the potential new next big thing. I want to hear from others. Is that what you think? You know, what, what do you think out there integrators? And uh, a, a certain percent of them are looking at into it. You know, they're interested. It's maybe something they want to get into. And I think it is interesting if there is the science to back it up. I know that's one of the things that's a concern for others, right? You know, there's even when it comes to circadian rhythm lighting, which is really neat. It's a great demo to show. It makes logical sense that that would make us feel better and healthier. Uh, but some are really some manufacturers are really scared to kind of come out and say that in writing because they, unless there's enough body of science to come back and say, yes, here's all the following tests that have done it. We're not going to put our name on there that that makes you happier, healthier, sleep better and all that. But I think it just, we all know what bad air quality looks like and smells like. And we might've, we've all been to places where the, the water tastes nasty. So it just on a logical sense, if our water could taste good and pure and get some uh, the contaminants out. Remember a couple of years ago, I forgot what state it was. It might've been in Michigan or something. There's a big lead. Flint, yeah, yeah Flint, Flint, Michigan. That was in the news about lead in the water and, and all the health effects that has. And so there is something there. And coming, I live in California as well, where everybody's so worried about health and fitness and all these things. And clean drinking water makes sense. Clean air. If you could filter the air out in the house, that that does make sense. It's a good topic to talk about. It goes back to what I was saying earlier, kind of on the whole plumbing thing. If, if the skill sets that a good home technology pro has are, are quite wide. We're not afraid of technology. We think it's neat and how it could tie in and we could make it controlled in a simple way. This falls into that, I believe. And it's, it's a great conversation to have. I wouldn't, you know, to go to your question, if we over push this, yes, but clean drinking water, I think that's something people can relate to. And what I, I like is, it's related to this, but maybe a little off topic is our industry is not brought to projects early enough. That's a yeah. big problem. That's something that the home technology association is kind of trying to beat that drum to the architect designer and builder community that there's a really neat services that 
this industry offers. And you need to know what those are and you need to bring in a technology designer early in the process so these things can happen and not be an afterthought and oops, oh, we would have done that if we've known. But if, if this wellness conversation brings an integrator to the, the conversation earlier, then great. So Seth, let me, let me ask you this quickly and, and then we'll wrap up. Going off what Josh said, is wellness, does it, does it have the potential to be the driver to get integrators in front of homeowners faster? Or is it not, is it not going to hit enough people yet? I, th I think it certainly has enough. Uh, I mean, it could get some clients to your door faster, but I, I don't think this, it's a mass appeal thing. I think this is kind of have to like, I'm very bearish on this. If you can't tell, like I'm, I'm not seeing where this fits into the home technology crowd. The same crowd that is really excited about this was really excited about curved TVs and 3d to 3d theaters like a few years back. It's like, this is just the new shiny Mylar balloon that we all watch flittering in the wind. And like, we really have some key elements we need to work on in our industry at the moment. I don't know. I'm not seeing how the pseudoscience can help us at all in the future. Like it, it, it this, these relate, these, the relationships I had as an integrator were built on trust. And if I'm out there selling snake oil, ah, man, I don't think that uh, my client's going to come back to me. Uh, it, it would come back to me um, unless they were really deep into loving that snake oil, I guess. I, I don't really know. Like <laughs> it, it, it goes both ways, right? Cause there are people that come to you and demand that you, reduce the RF fields that are, you know, <laughs> leaking into the house. And it's like, okay, I'll do what I can. And you shrug your shoulders and walk away. But I mean, I'm supposed there's technology out there that could help with that. Yeah, very good. All right, gentlemen, let's leave it there. Thanks again, everyone for joining us. Uh, Richie, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Fergosa Design, where can they do that? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at rfergosa uh, is one way on the interwebs. You can type my name into the various interweb search things and my name will obviously come up, uh, fergosadesign.com. But most importantly, please follow us here on avnation.tv. You can see me occasionally here on Resi Week, but also with my good friend Steve Greenblatt on our other uh, show based on control system automation called The State of Control, recording soon. Uh, but those are the best ways. But again, the uh, best way would be to uh, find us here and support us uh, in all of our shows. Excellent. Thanks again for being here. Seth, my friend, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Black Wire Designs, as well as the other uh, little podcast that you, you guys do, where can people, and sorry, I shouldn't have said little, that makes it sound like a, a, a hit and it's not. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, you never invite me back. So, you know, oh, maybe ouch. it is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can find us over at uh, my day job, of course, is blackwiredesigns.com. As you said at the beginning, I do the software over there. So all the drivers and whatnot, I kind of have my hands on, on those generally day in, day out. You can, you can go there and get one of these leak smart shutoff valves that we sell. And we'll put, uh, we'll put some snacks in the box for you because that's what we do. And uh, the other place you can find me is over at the Home Tech Podcast at hometech.fm where uh, Jason and I sit down each week and have a little fun with the news. Yeah, very good. And it, it is a fantastic podcast. I was just messing with you. Uh, last but not least, Josh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Home Technology Association or HTA, where can they find out that info? Uh, the key place is the website, which is simply htacertified.org. In my email, if they 
personally to reach out to is just my initials, jc at htacertified.org. So that's the easy way to get me. Thanks again for joining us. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at Matt D. Scott on Twitter and most other social platforms. But more importantly, please stop by avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of our other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you support them as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week.